0: So slutty originally basically kind of meant like you were a hot mess. I'm proud to be a slut for my man, Absolutely, fucking I am his slut. I am his dirty little whore. If I let loose sexually, like, what does that make me? I was worried that it's going to make me a slut, that people would identify me as a slut and I'd get that label. Oh my God, listen, trust me, buddy, I don't want you. I got a boyfriend that just eats my pussy like a fucking pro. He used that word, slut. He labeled me like, I'm a slut because I have a boyfriend. (laughs) I want to be my partner's slut. I want to cook and clean for him. I want to make his day better. I want to send him naughty, naughty shit during the day. He's the fucking hottest guy on the planet. Like, sexiest man alive. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Happy Tuesday. So glad to be sharing this time with you today. Oh my gosh, I have a fun subject today. But before I start into that, did you guys get a chance to listen to my episode last Saturday? I hope you did. Episode 419. I had my assistant on, Judith, and she was, we played this game that, you know, the. Would you rather, you know, it was basically the sexual dilemma game. It was so much fun. I was so fun to have her on. I'd love to have her on and ask her more about just, you know, we got into, I guess, a little bit about the behind the scenes stuff and really how she feels about working for me. I just never know, right? I have this beautiful woman who's Hungarian and she travels around really I'm quite jealous of her lifestyle I she kind of lives the lifestyle that I always wanted to do where you know you're kind of a digital nomad so she travels so so much and I've always wanted to do that more I don't do it as much as I could literally I could but I just I don't know why I don't I'm there's going to be a year where it's going to be the curious girl diaries. is just international, you know, and I go all over and that may be next year. I always say every year, like that's going to be the year that I do it. Maybe it's next year, but I really want to do more traveling anyway. She just travels all over. And I've, and when she started working for me, I was kind of like, gosh, you know, you talk about workplace, like, the harassment, not harassment, but just inappropriate stuff. I mean, it's all about sex, right? So, how do, and she knew that obviously going into it, but it was, we just had a great conversation. Very funny. You're going to get some little insights into, you know, she reveals some little insights behind the scenes on, you know, what it's like here at the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. But it was very fun. We had an excellent time and it was just a, a funny little conversation. So, I hope you guys give that a listen. We're definitely talking about super sexy fun scenarios and what we would do if you know you had to choose one or the other you just have to it's like you can't say neither one of these work you have to go with one and provide a reason you know like would you rather your find out your boyfriend is a ex porn star or would you just make your your sister a current porn star and sorry my sister she just had to i made her a current porn star i'm like no i don't want to know i don't want my ex boyfriend like surprising me with that little detail. It's one thing if you know it up front, but please don't blindside me with that shit. You know, I just I don't want it. Anyway, I think it's like the same that men feel about women where they don't they want to know that she's desirable by other men because that brings you status. But you don't want to know that every man potentially had a chance with her or could be with her or or has seen her in the act and naked. So I get it. So unfortunately my sister's just going to have to live a life of shame because I can't have that. (laughs) I can't have that with my boyfriend or anybody that, you know, like a potential partner. So anyway, that was so much fun. Oh my gosh. And another fun thing, you guys, I was on Kathy Kay's show, Strictly Anonymous again. I love me some Kathy Kay. Let me just tell you, that was a great episode that we just did. And she, you know, she pulled some stuff out of me that she didn't know about. It was very fun. She stumbled on it. She doesn't know everything about my background that I've done with the Curious Girl Diaries. And it just, some things slipped out. I'm not going to tell you what they were, You'll have to go and listen to the episode. I do encourage you to listen to the episode, but I'll tell you, one of the funniest things was as we're recording that, she says, I said something like, yeah, you know, lately I've been feeling a little, I definitely am in the seven-year itch. I've got the seven-year itch with this podcast, you know, meaning I just don't know. There's a part of me that's like, okay, what am I doing here? And do I want to continue this? And I got to really think hot, long and hard about year eight, if it's a go or no, right? And shes says, <laughs> this is why I love her so much. I really do. She has the biggest heart. She's a very tough New Yorker, but I'll tell you what, she really cares about people. She's just one of those people that cares about people. She really does. She gives you her advice from the heart, even though, you Sometimes it comes out, you know, it can come out like really harsh, like, well, no, that's stupid. Why do you think that? No, but she didn't say that in this instance, but it was so funny, you guys. She said, What? You know, I said, Well, I'm not sure I want to do the podcast anymore. She's like, What? That's crazy. You can't quit a podcast in the middle of a podcast boom. (laughs) And she, the way she said it and the way she delivered that line and she meant it, it was so funny at the time. I laughed so hard and I'm like, yeah, I guess you're you're pretty right on about that. Like, who the fuck is going to quit a podcast in the middle of a podcast boom? So, I'd say that if you like this show, you're you're pretty safe. Like, I'm not going to disappoint you by ending it at the end of this year, but I can't guarantee that, but at this point, you know, she really did talk some sense into me. So it was good. Anyway, there's way more salacious and juicy details in that interview. I encourage you to go give it a listen, pop over to her podcast. It's strictly anonymous. If you do not listen to it, you absolutely should. You should subscribe to her show and you don't want to miss an episode. She gets some real juicy stories on there from people all over the world doing crazy stuff. So there you go. Uh, and oh, I want to thank everybody who wrote in advising me about all of you friendly, helpful guys. It was always guys. It's the guys who helped me with this stuff, helping me with my generator issue when I said, I don't even know. It wouldn't start. What do I do? I think the gas is old. Like So many of you wrote in, voicemailed, emailed. It was fabulous. Thank you so much. You've even sent me pictures of like, like, here's what you need to buy. Use this, use this additive, gas additive. Like you were fantastic. Thank you so, so much. This helps. Now let's jump into the subject at hand here. The name of this episode is the trad slut. And what is a trad slut? I don't know. I'm coining the term. You see the term trad wife, right? This is the definition behind the definition of a trad wife, let's say. The trad wife is a traditional wife. These are, these are women who identify as just traditional wives, traditional homemakers. They're cooking, they're cleaning, they're taking care of their man. I'm going to go one step further and say, maybe we call it the trad slut wife, or the tra- but it's a trad slut. And so what is a traditional slut? A traditional slut is... And for me, I feel like I'm a traditional slut. So it's a woman that is in command of her sexual prowess. She's honing her skills, not only in the kitchen, not only in running the household, but in the bedroom. Okay, so it's that definition of that freak in the, no, a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. That's what I think a trad slut is. It's that we don't mind being slutty with, a few selective, a handful of men. And hopefully, and ideally, actually, in the ideal scenario, it's really just your husband. It's your partner, you know, your husband or your partner. That's who you're a slut for. And it's understanding that men need that sluttiness from their partners. They really, really do. And not just men. I mean, this again, a same-sex couples. So I always like to give the caveat that. I understand not everybody is, is male and female, but there is, I believe in all successful relationships, there's that power dynamic, that exchange of male, masculine and feminine energy. And it's a yin and a yang. And it it is a power dynamic. BDSM has really helped me understand that about myself, has helped me understand that about how I, where I'm most powerful. And also understanding that, It's the opposite end of the same side of the coin, I guess. It's one is not stronger than the other. Obviously, one is physically stronger than the other, but the two complement each other. And it really gives you this great, amazing balance. And so you will need that whether you're a same sex couple or not, you know, I mean, or male, female, whether it's same gender or male and female, you have to have that dynamic, that polarity. If you don't, I think it's hard to do. You got two feminine energies that are really rooted in their feminine energy and it's hard you know, or you have two masculine energies that are really rooted in that masculine energy. This is why women are, you know, they're at odds with their partners, their male partners, or really even their female partners. Again, you know, you just, if you have that same energy exchange, it's, there's no balance there. There may be some areas of the relationship, that dynamic that you're killing it, but there's got to be so much more than sucking hind tit. And it's the important things. You don't want anything to suck hind tit in your relationship. I mean, unless you're in the bedroom, right? Sucking hind tit could be good. <laughs> sucking on a tit is good. Let me tell you. Oh my gosh. Please suck, bite my nipples any day. I love it. So where did this term come from? The slut, you know, like I, I was actually kind of curious, like how did this term come? come about, you know, it's meant to be derogatory, right? We know when you call somebody a slut, you're like, you know, it's usually, it's like, what a fucking slut, like that slut ho bitch. But, you know, it's a, it's one word in a long diatribe of unsavory terms that we can use to describe women or when we want to put them down. It's not usually something we use to uplift A female, but the term came from the well, the origin of you know is really kind of unknown, apparently. But it first appeared in Middle English in 1402 as slutty, with the meaning of dirty, untidy, or a slovenly woman. So slutty originally basically kind of meant like you were a hot mess. And then I guess somehow it evolved into Your, which the dirty part, you know, I guess makes sense. So maybe that, maybe it was something given to, at some point, prostitutes, whores, ladies of the night, working women, all those other generic terms. And somehow it did morph into, again, it went from being dirty, untidy, and slovenly to a slut, a whore, a whore. I should say, because I think we that's an easier term to identify with. But it's kind of interesting because I feel like there's parts about being like, I'm proud to be a slut for my man. Absolutely, fucking lutely I am his slut. I am his dirty little whore. And what you do in the confines of that dynamic between you and someone else, like, yes, that is sexy. That is hot. And the dirty part of it, it's like, oh, God, you know, I I love that. And it really helps. I thinking of it that way kind of really helps you rectify the going back to that term, you know, a a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. And I remember when I started this podcast, you guys, I was so worried about, gosh, who am I becoming if I let, if I let loose sexually, like, what does that make me? I was worried that it's going to make me a slut, that people would identify me as a slut. And I'd get that label and I come from a very traditional background with traditional parents and values and like, we're not, I'm not walking in with slut on my t-shirt. I was never that rebel rouser kid or that one in the family, that black sheep, you know, like, no, that wasn't me. And it still isn't, I guess. Well, maybe it is kind of, you know, it's nobody really still knows. I have this secret sex podcast for seven and a half years. Very few people that know me know this. And it's, very it's actually kind of cool to have this big secret this big slutty secret i've got oh my gosh could you imagine oh people that that know me but that aren't like in my inner inner circle would be very surprised i like that though i love having that edge and i love that there's that balance of looking and presenting a certain way out there to what people see and know you as, but that the person that I'm with, the man that I'm with knows I'm a traditional slut. I'm a trad slut. I love being his dirty little slut. And what we do together is consensual. It's agreed upon. There's no secrets. We both get off on it feeds our passion our lust our desire for each other and it feeds into the sensuality and of course obviously the sexual side of what we're about because obviously it's not just sex but that we have that little secret together that he knows that okay there may be other men looking at me there may be other men desiring me but if I'm your slut I am your slut and only your slut. And I know that that means like a lot to a man. And that means a lot to your partner in general, that that's something of value that you just, you know, you share together. And it gives you the freedom because you don't have to take it as far as I have, but it gives you the freedom to just really, like I said, let loose and understand and respect the power of your your feminine sexual energy and because it's fucking powerful and ladies we get a choice about how we use this we really really do i mean you can put it out there on instagram and only fans and all that but it loses its power I have to tell you, it really does. It loses its power because then you're out there competing against anybody and everybody that's willing to show their vagina and post it publicly or pay. you can pay to see it or whatever. It's not the same. It really isn't the same. So like, let's think about what we're doing here. You know, it's interesting. The first I've talked before right on the show when I first started to realize the power of femininity and desirability and the coming of age of it. And when you start to realize, oh, hey, men look at me, men notice me and they're desirous of me. And that this has, you know, I mean, this has power behind it. I think a lot of times women don't know how to use it. And I, I've said a lot, you know, I've talked a lot about the me too stuff, you know, and saying, I have said, you know, I think part of the problem is enough women haven't been me Tooed, And let me explain when I, what I mean by that. It's just growing up, I think just about every boss I had, every man in power in the traditional sense of what we call the Me Too movement. Now, Me Too'd me in some way, shape, or form. There was lighter, milder versions of it. And then there were really gross, blatant versions of it. But I'll tell you something. I never sat there and I never let it bother me. I never got upset about it. I just got more determined. I just got more focused. I just kind of got better. And probably one of the worst of i mean oh gosh i'm i'm really going back in my mind like i had it definitely from like 16 to 17 at the underage portion of it absolutely you know i got it from my boss working in a restaurant he would come and he would bring me wine in a coffee mug and set it on my hostess stand and then hoping I would drink it. And then if, he would try to like, he would stand there and like, if I had a, like a blouse on, he would try to like blow the blouse open <laughs> to see stuff. And like it went way worse than that. I won't get into all the gory details, but you know, the thing of it was, is that quite frankly, I just ignored it. And I'm not, I, I'm not condoning any of this. Okay. Cause it wasn't the worst of it, but you know, you, you just, you're kind of like, Okay, what do I understand from this situation? I understand that men like beauty, youth, you know, they see us in a sexual way. And I believe that most men, you know, they can look at a girl, even if she's underage, and say, yeah, she's attractive. That doesn't mean that they're going to do something wrong or weird or gross. I'm just saying that we all can look at something and say, that's attractive. It doesn't mean that you want to fuck it or sexualize it. It's just that there's an understanding that, you know, oh, yes, there's a beautiful young lady, right? Or there's a, there's a handsome young man. Again, there's nothing bad behind that, except when you take it too far. So moving on from that, once I was in college, I did have a boss that this guy took it to the extreme. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know. (laughs) I don't know. I'm hoping somebody somehow somewhere like snap this guy. I just, this was just too, too much for me to even really want to deal with other than again, it made me better, faster, stronger. I really feel like a lot of my teaching, do we want to call it? I'm not sure what we want to call it, but this boss, this guy, I mean, he just I was a receptionist at a company while I was in college, and he would hear me on the phone talking, answering the phones, talking to people, directing calls, kind of problem solving. He said, I hear the way you talk to people. I think we need to put you into the the sales training program. Well, at the time, they didn't have any sales training program. He fucking invented it just so he could spend more time with me. Everybody knew it but me, right, at the time. And so that's why all the women in the office hated me. His assistant hated me. But here's the thing. Again, this does teach young women, like, I would come in late because I could. And so I would do certain things because I knew I could get away with it. Uh, you start to understand what, what this brings you. And I think now people call that pretty privilege. That's the term. That's That's what we call it back when this was happening to me i didn't identify it as that but i just knew i was like oh okay yeah i would have to go and do these trade shows because now i'm a sales rep so he would have me travel with him because again i'm in the sales training program and then we would get to places and suddenly miraculously my room i there wouldn't be a room for me well i know damn well his assistant booked the fucking rooms and she was efficient. She was on, there's no way that she wouldn't book a, a separate room for me. So then it would be like, oh, well, you can stay in my room. Fuck no. When I finally had enough, we were in New York at a trade show. He was just like, oh, I didn't know you had a boyfriend and you never told me this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you're married, asshole. What It's not my it's none of your business what I do and who I do it with. And this is, I think what happened was a light bulb probably, he was probably thinking, oh, this is why she's not taking my advances. She's not interested in all these little hoops I'm jumping through, trying to, whatever, trying to get her into bed, basically. And anyhow, when I started seeing this stuff going on, it was look, did it feel good? I'm just trying to do my job. I'm just trying to go to school. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to earn money. And it was at that time, very scary, you know, in some ways, but I just, again, it was like, you have these moments in your life where you're like, what are you going to do? Am I going to, I don't want to get fired. I need money. I need a job. I need to work. And so, f- fuck this guy. He's fucked with the wrong girl. I mean, really, like, that's that's the determination. I guess that's the difference. You know, when I say, you know, shit comes your way for women and all of us, right? But shit, this, this type of sexual harassment stuff, it happens. It's not going to stop, I don't believe. I think there's always going to be men out there who will do this stuff. I'm glad that women are speaking out about it, but I can tell you my experience was just, it made me better. It made me stronger. I mean, it's just, it's not a bad chapter in my life. It's something that I overcame and how this ties into the whole slut thing was, you know, he was just like, when he saw that, when he saw that I had a boyfriend, he didn't know it, you know, and he'd been coming on to me all this time. You know, and again, I just, it's like, it's not appropriate. We don't, I don't talk about my personal life. I don't talk about the fact that I have a boyfriend, let alone, what am I going to say? Oh my God, listen, trust me, buddy. I don't want you. I got a boyfriend that just eats my pussy like a fucking pro. <laughs> There's no way. You know, and you're like, double my age, like, I mean, more than double my age, like, I'm not interested. I'm concerned about my paycheck. So I'm just finding these ways to subtly and politely get out of these weird, bizarre scenarios that he would put me in, you know, with the rooms. He always was, he always wanted to know like where I was and what I was doing. But one time he finally, he crossed a line with me, you know, and he, we were sitting there, we're in New York I'm with a bunch of men and they're at the bar and I'm just kind of sitting back, you know, at my table eating. I can see them all in the bar and he comes over and sits next to me and he's just like bringing up the boyfriend thing, like bringing up the Christmas party going, well, geez, I mean, you know, like everybody just saw you with your boyfriend or something like that. Like, you know, a uh, major slut time. He used that word slut. He labeled me like a sl- I'm a slut because I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I literally stood up, but I just said, you know what? I don't have to take this fucking shit. I had my finger in his face. I know the guys, the other sales reps, all all older guys, you know, his age from the bar. They couldn't hear me, but they could definitely see me going. And I just was like, fuck you. I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to, but I've had it. I'm done. And I just got up and Barreled out of there, and he chased me down. (laughs) He got on his knees and was apologizing. (laughs) This is no joke. This is a grown ass man to a twenty year old, you know, or twenty one year old female, and I had him on his knees, you know. And he's just like, because he knew, like, oh fuck. Well, that was the because I was literally like, oh shit, I'm fired. I, I I don't even how am I gonna? I I gotta get home. I gotta I gotta start looking for a job anyway. He chased me down, begged for forgiveness. So I was like, okay. And I knew like, well, this is it. This is my shot here. I need to get a hold of this scenario and turn it to my advantage. And and I did basically. It, w- But it was not in the way you're thinking. It was just like, I can't put up with this. I'm not gonna put up with this. But I know I've got leverage on this guy. I'm gonna fucking use it until I find another job and get the fuck out of here. And I did. And that's actually what I did. And then when I sent him my, you know, my letter of resignation, which was, you know, very polite. It's just been a joy to work here, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm have an opportunity that's too good to pass up. And thank you so much. And he calls me and leaves me a voicemail. This is the thing. He leaves me a voicemail and he says, I can't, you know, what what did he say? I knew this day would come. Someday you were going to spread your wings and you're so special to me. And I've loved what we've had. And, you know, he just went on and on and on. I'm like, this guy's fucking delusional. You know, like, it's just crazy. And so I had that voicemail. I waited till after hours and I called and I said, I left a voicemail on his private Extension, which maybe his assistant could have gotten, the one that didn't like me, but I didn't give a shit at that point. And I said, I got your voicemail that you left on my home number. I heard what you said. I have the recording. I've got two weeks left. Don't fuck with me. You're going to give me a really nice letter and give me a great reference for, you know, in writing. And if you ever call me again, I'm going to send that recording to your wife, have a nice life. And that was that. So it's kind of like these moments that, you know, you have where you're called a slut or you're, you know, you're put down for it. I'm proud of that. And if that makes me a slut, I don't give a shit. I want to be my partner's slut. I want to cook and clean for him. I want to make his day better. I want to send him naughty naughty shit during the day i want to tease him i want to be a distraction i want to know he's like he's hard at work and i'm that i put a smile on his face like that he knows when he bursts through that door that i'm ready to fuck him or when we see each other it's on and that i appreciate him what he's doing and that he's fucking brilliant and that he's out there working hard and how much that turns me on and that how much his masculinity is so attractive and that he's the fucking hottest guy on the planet, like the sexiest man alive. That is my job to make my partner feel and know that he's the sexiest man alive. And that's what a traditional slut should be doing. For their partner. And it, you know, it's interesting. It doesn't, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people might think, oh, well that's, you know, they're, they're looking at these power dynamics. They're thinking like, oh, here's this high earning businessman. And it only applies to those type of guys. No. Mm-mm. I mean, yes. Do I love a man in a suit and all that, you know, the stereotypical stuff? Yes. But it's not just that, like I get turned on. I mean, watching a guy dig a fucking ditch just with a wielding a chainsaw, chopping wood. I mean, like, oh God, just like men being men, like, yes, 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 yes. Let me be your traditional slut. And one of the things that I've learned over the the seven and a half years of doing this podcast. And when I came into this, you know, I was always very proud of the fact that I've made my own way I earned my own money, but I didn't, I don't think I took that too far. I almost took it too far. I see how women take that boss babe, boss bitch thing way too far. I would be more proud to say trad slut than boss bitch. Like maybe the boss bitches need to change out their label to trad slut because that's a woman that a man can really, be excited about and get behind and that a partner, anybody that's partnered with you is going to feel proud of. Men don't care about the money that we make. And it's a big disappointment. I'm disappointed in it, to be honest with you. That was a big learning curve for me that just men don't give a shit about your income. And I was always so proud, like, look, at I'm fucking killing it. I'm making more than most top earning men. Like, I'm just, no, you know, I mean, nobody cares been there, done that, you know, like got the, got the award, been to all the awards, the team awards, the, all that shit. And then doing it on my own and working for myself, to be honest, it doesn't mean jack shit. It really, really doesn't. It's like, okay, yes, you can try to be out there and compete against men. And you can, you absolutely can. I'm not trying to limit women, but I don't want us to forget what makes us female. Because sometimes in order to get certain accolades and be that boss babe, we are sacrificing our femininity and we're sacrificing the things that give our relationships the polarity that a prospective partner is looking for. So as women, we have to kind of stop, like I always say, brewing problems that we don't want. I mean, a man needs you know, your femininity, they need that softness. They need that. They need you to be that for them. And they can't trade that in. I mean, right. They can't, what are they gonna do trade in their, you know, trade in their masculinity. They still have the onus is still on them to protect and provide. And I like that. It's like, okay, that's the trade we're making. Like you do that let me be feminine and I'll fuck your brains out. Like, you want a blow job right now? You want me to drop to my knees and suck your dick? Yes. Yes, I will. Yes, I can. You you go, girl. I mean, I don't know. That's just, that's just fun stuff to me. Like when I know that I make my partner's day better and that they know that they're appreciated, I always want the person I'm with to know how much I desire them how much I want them, how much I appreciate them, and that they know I want to make their life better and easier when they're around me, not harder. And honestly, it's just taken a while to learn that and know that and understand that. And uh, these are the reasons like this I see this, just this divide right now between men and women. It's concerning to me. You know, it really is. There's a lot has changed over seven and a half years in the dating world and the dynamic between men and women. And I just, it does, it it concerns me. I, this is when I miss my mom the most, you guys, like, oh my gosh, she, I, I, there's so many things now I want to ask her, you know, that I'd love to get her opinion on and her take on. And And I can't, and that's all right. But it just, it's like, I, I think women need more traditional models or, or at least temper, temper the Instagram thirst trappers, women that so many of the women today are trying to model their life after, which I just think is such a waste. This is again, you, you know, I haven't made any bones about not liking social media and, you know, all that stuff. I think it's bad for women. I really think it's bad for women. Women, it's it's our porn. It's it's our porn addiction. We're addicted to the likes and the positive feedback that we get, is just you know because of our physical appearance. And I'll just say, I'm so glad. I'm I'm glad that I have kept that to the barest barest minimum that I can in my life personally, but also for this podcast. I'm glad that I stayed anonymous. I'm glad I didn't base it, you know, on a filter, really. That's, um, let me put it, oh my gosh, I'm going to, okay, let me edit this photo. Let me Photoshop it. Let me filter it. Let me, let me be somebody that I'm not and then get excited about the attention that that gives me and being addicted to that attention, the likes and always needing that. It's very dangerous for women. Ladies, get that from a good, from your partner. Just just get this, get that from your partner and be a little more, you can be a slut, but you can be a modest slut, which sounds like an oxymoron, I know. But listen, there's a way, okay? Where there's a will, there's a way. You can be the modern version of a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. Absolutely, you can do it. So find some other role models, turn all that attention that you maybe would be giving your social media and posting to your partner and just post some stuff just for him. Snap some sexy pics just for him. Make him feel like a man. You can have it all. Like you really, you can have it all, not at the same time. That's the truth of the world. You can have it all, just not at the same time. But you can be just these like, this wonderful traditional slut that any man is going to want to lock down and that you're going to have men chasing after. They need that slutty edge, but they need to know that there's parts of you that are just reserved for just them. And if you can't say that, you might be hard pressed. It might be difficult for you to find good, solid partners. So That is my, that is my, there's my wisdom. There's some, just some thoughts. Actually, I don't even know if that's wisdom. You might not think that's wise. It's just what I've observed after doing this show for this long. I've drawn some conclusions. I've seen some things. I have seven and a half years of me putting myself out there sexually, personally, and I've got some things to talk about now. Just some deductions I've made and also what I see happening and the changes and some of it's concerning, but I think it can be turned around. I really do. I think we can, I think we can find a happy medium with this modern, with just the overexposure we get from social media and also still craving, wanting, and needing traditional relationships and not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. So who am I becoming? That was the big question that I had for myself and the fear that I had for myself when I gave myself permission to open up sexually and explore. And who I'm becoming is a trad slut. That's who I'm becoming. Somebody's trad slut. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate it. I appreciate you spending time with me. I absolutely love it. It's an honor. I do not take it lightly. I am always blown away. I appreciate each and every one of you so, so much. Do not be shy. I always love your input. I'd love to know what you think about this episode. I'd love to know what you think about trad sluts. Is it possible? Do you think it's black and white? You just have to either be a good, you're either a good girl or not. Or do you think there's a room for trad sluts? Would you call yourself a trad slut? I would love to know. It's super easy to let me know what your thoughts are. Just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side and you've got five minutes. Let it rip. I get back to each and every one of you. Leave me a voicemail. I absolutely love it. And uh, let's keep this discussion going. All right, guys. Everyone stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, stay a little slutty. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media.